listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back to Nonstop Mom podcast. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thanks again so much this week for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, I have a big announcement. If you did not get a chance to check out the announcement on uh, Facebook Live that I did this past Friday, we now have Nonstop Mom merchandise. Uh, Right now we have two shirts. We have a long sleeve um, black lounge shirt. And now the long sleeve uh, black shirt is for any woman. You do not have to be a mom to receive that shirt, uh, but it is based off a verse that I stand strong on in 1 Samuel 2 about Hannah's prayer where God has um, given me strength and I have an answer for my enemies. So that shirt is awesome. I love it. I've got the word struggle on it crossed out because we don't have to struggle in any area. We don't have to struggle in life to know our God is a provider. Our God is a healer. Our God is a comforter. Our God is a deliverer. We don't have to struggle first to know who our God is. We can know who our God is by his goodness, by what the word of God says. So that whole struggle message is crap. (laughs) just came out and I'm saying it. You don't feel like you have to struggle to get through life to find out how good God is on the other side. We just can know his goodness by what the word of God says and the promises that if we are obedient, we live by faith, we live by the word of God, we live a righteous and holy life, we can live struggle free. It's just that simple. So that shirt is for any woman who wants to get it. And then the second one I made especially for uh, the moms out there. It was a, it's a limited edition. It's a really cool tie-dye shirt. I know tie-dye is really in, so I just made a limited edition of it. Once they're gone, they are gone, but it has a logo on the front that says Nonstop Mom. I think it's really fun uh, and cute to wear. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can go to uh, shop dot miracleword.com forward slash apparel. Uh, If you can't remember all of that, just find me on Facebook or Instagram and all the information and links are attached to my social media sites. Um, I also made pop sockets, fun interchangeable pop sockets. I have a black one with the nonstop mom logo and a white one with the nonstop mom logo and several things more that are coming out. I'm going to be doing some Uh, drink cups and more shirts, limited edition ones just to get them cranking out. So check them out. Make sure you pick up yours today. They are going fast. I just took a massive shipment yesterday and I want you to get one. Um, If you have gotten it or you are getting one, make sure to post a picture so I can share it and get the word out. Plus, I love to see you in them. Thank you so much for uh, getting back with me all the time. You guys write me so many messages. You guys uh, tag me with the um, podcasts that are out and now the merchandise, and I love it. I love to see you. I love to meet you. So make sure you keep tagging me so I can uh, meet you and share the information. Okay, so this week we are getting into just 
um, a couple Bible verses. I was reading the other week and these particular verses really, really just stood out to me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just doing a podcast on these couple Bible verses because it is intertwined with a question I get a lot as far as uh, children being obedient and disciplined. And yes, the Bible does say to spank your child. So don't step away from that because you're embarrassed or you're, you know, it's not really like your personality to do something like that. Or, you know, the Bible does say we are to spank. Now, obviously, you're not smacking around your kids for every little thing. You do it for uh, disobedience. You do it for, you know, lack of respect, things like that. It's not just every little thing. You have to teach your children. If you haven't taught them something, you're not going to go around disciplining them. You know, it's different once they know, once it's ingrained in them and they keep doing the wrong thing. So, you know, I believe in discipline and it's important. It's important to follow. There's, you know, when God set up these commands, these instructions in the word of God, they weren't suggestions. They weren't suggestions to the body of Christ to be like, well, if you kind of feel like spanking, you know, do it on this occasion. But, you know, if you don't, you know, just set them on the bottom stairs because sitting them on your stairs in time out is, you know, really going to teach them a lesson. No, there's nowhere in the Bible that it says to sit your kid on the stairs, to sit your kid, you know, in a chair in time out and let them really just think about what they did. No, you discipline them. You spank them for a particular action. Why I'm going off on a rant this, but this is, you know, I people always say, you should do a podcast on Carolyn's rants, but here's just a tidbit of it. Um, no, correct your children. Lead them down the correct path. Talk to them. Make sure they understand why they were spanked and why you had to do it. I never have just like spanked my kids and never talked to them about it again or just go around smacking everyone around and mad and staying that way. No, it is geared to a specific thing. When I go to spank my children, I let them know I'm doing it, why we're doing it, and then afterwards we're going to talk about it and we're going to use the word of God in it. It's not just me being irrational. There's a reason that I'm doing it. God has entrusted me with my kids and have entrusted me with obeying the word of God. And so listen, I am better for it. Hallelujah. I look back and as much as it sucked, I am happy my parents corrected me uh, with physical discipline. They never did it out of anger. They never, you know, hurt me in a bad way. I have phenomenal godly parents and they obey the word. And you know what? It's made me better for it. It's made me stay a respectful person, somebody who honors, somebody who can receive correction. And as much as correction stinks, I realize that correction is a direction in my life. It's going to send me down the right path. And I recognize that now as an adult. So I'm thankful that my parents spanked me. I'm thankful that they obeyed the word of God. So 
Anyway, since that's not exactly my podcast, I have another podcast on uh, disciplining your children. And I also have a great book um, that was given to me uh, that goes into scripture uh, of it and when to do it, what's proper to do. And I have a wonderful book, so you can always uh, write me on social media and I can give you the name of that book if you're a new mom or a mom that's ready to turn over a new leaf and realize that this is other ways not working, I need to uh, get some authority back in my home. So I can refer that over to you. But today I am going to be reading out of Deuteronomy 11. And it's really about how to get your children to have a love and understanding and obedience for the word. You know, when your kids understand something, explained something to them, it makes sense and they'll want to obey it. I don't just, you know, there are a few times I'll say, you know, when they ask why about something and it's like, because I just said so. And then there's the majority of the time where I take the time to teach them, where I take the time to impart the word of God to them. This is why we must live this way, are things that I tell my children. This is why. If we do this, this will be a result. If we act this way, this is what will come out of it. And so it's important that we don't just leave Sunday mornings or if you go twice a week, Wednesday nights or anything like that, we don't just leave teaching of the word of God um, to our children by the Sunday school teachers. It is not their responsibility. Although they are doing a fantastic job and it takes a special person to operate a kid class of 30 kids coming in, you know, to teach them the word of God, it is a gift that they have. But that is not the only time your kids should be receiving the word. Because just like us as adults, we need to dig in deeper to the things of God throughout the week to keep our fuel going, to keep us filled. Our kids need that too. So the only time that uh, they should be hearing the word of God is not just at church. It should be at home. It should be teaching. You know, and sometimes our lives get so busy. And let's just say we don't have a designated time to do a devotion with our child. I get it. You know, not everyone's a stay-at-home mom that's listening. And so we've got to get up early. We're up at six. We're getting breakfast. We're dragging our kids out of bed. They're sleepy. We got to get them fed. We got to get them dressed and at least their hair brushed. We've got to um, get them out the door to school. Then school happens. And then what? School ends late, three, four o'clock. There could be activities. There could be after school daycare because Maybe you have to work later than normal. So I get it. You come home. It's in time for dinner, bath, any homework, and bed. But we have to take every opportunity that we can. So even though your day might not look like a normal day where you can actually sit down and let's have a devotion together and read out of this phenomenal devotion book, we do not need to depend on devotional books and although they are wonderful. And yes, I do use them. And yes, I am going to be coming out with something like that here in the near future. Uh, It's not something that we need to have as our crutch is what I mean. The word of God needs to be our crutch. And at any moment, 
be in the car, talk to them about the word of God, talk to them about a topic, take a topic and, you know, talk about it for a minute or two, back it up with a scripture, pray with them, you know, little things throughout the day, not every day is going to look the same. And we have to get that out of our mind, this mentality of we need to have a planner for our life. Let me buy the most expensive planner and it's going to keep me organized. No, that's not what's going to happen. You're just going to spend a lot of money on something that looks pretty. Don't worry about the planner. Don't worry about what it has to look as perfect. And, you know, what works for somebody else may not work for your uh, schedule, for your for your lifestyle, for what your family is doing. So it's wonderful to have these things on social media that we see other people doing, but realize you can take pieces from it, pieces that you like, and incorporate it into your own family life. We don't have to copy what everyone else is doing because it might not work and then you get frustrated and you feel like a bad parent and you feel like you're letting your kid down. So we have to make sure we have to do what works for our family. So let me get into the verses that I really felt strong about and and really dissected and and looked up some information for you guys today. So I'm reading out of Deuteronomy 11 and I'm starting with eight and nine before I uh, go down to the verses that I'm really going to dissect. So Deuteronomy 11 and verse eight says, therefore, be careful to obey every command I'm giving to you today. So you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to enter. So, you know, these verses are not just for us as adults. We need to teach our children to have strength in the Lord, to possess, you know, my daughters and my son don't have to wait till they're 18 to possess great faith. They're nine, six, and three. And I'm going to teach them now that the devil has no power, that we have all the power, and we're going to have great faith at every age. And the thing is, your faith will constantly increase. There's no cap on it. So as long as they're on the earth, And as long as they're here doing things for the kingdom of God, their faith is going to forever be increasing. So we have to realize that when we read these verses, it's something that we need to impart to our kids. Has nothing to do, you know, our spirit man has no age. So our spirit man can be more mature and older than our natural age. So I always remind parents that. Don't think that everything has to be so kitty geared or, you know, everything has to be on this super low level. Yes, for some of it, but then also we can just read the word of God and explain it to them and have their spirit man mature faster to know the things of God. You know, there's only so many times that I'm going to teach Brooklyn at six Noah's Ark story you know, things like that. It's like there is a great uh, meaning behind it and it's a phenomenal story, but I'm going to get into some deeper things of the word because I want her to have a deeper revelation at a young age. I don't want her to wait till she's 20 years old, just then receiving wisdom and revelation of the word. I want them to get it young and that's a priority of mine. And so verse nine says, If you obey, so if we teach our kids to be obedient, this is what they're going to receive. And these are the things I teach my kids. 
You will enjoy a long life in the land the Lord swore to give you give to your ancestors and to you. Their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. So that's one of the things when my kids, you know, they're <laughs> they don't have a perfect attitude all the time. Believe me, the, you know, I'm going to start showing. <laughs> I always tell them, listen, I'm going to start showing you guys on social media sometimes the way you're acting. It's insane. It's insane right now. And so, you know, don't think that because I'm always like posting on social media, their arms around each other or us at the park or doing school that, you know, they're not ripping their hair out sometimes or fighting or crying or chasing each other around the house ready to attack. They are those kids as well. But I let them know that to not walk in di- to to walk in disobedience to walk in dishonoring to your parents there will be repercussions and it has nothing to do with spanking all the time i let them know the reason for the things we have is because we're blessed and because we walk in obedience and i'll give them examples so that is one way when you teach your children uh, a revelation of a scripture so they're supernaturalized can be open to it, then they will have a new love and a new desire for it. They will have a new hunger and a new realization. And it's like a light bulb went on over their head. You know, when you get that, when you read verses for yourself, that they will be like, oh, I understand now. So if I'm obedient, I will be blessed. If I'm obedient, I will understand uh, the word of God. So if you really get that word inside of them, then, then it becomes a realization to them in their life at any age. So my main verses that I'm looking at today drop down to Deuteronomy eleven eighteen. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on the forehead as reminders. And I'm going to stop right there because when I was reading these verses and I was like, you know, I want to dig a little bit deeper and find out what they mean, what the Bible means about tying them to your hands. And so when I looked it up and I was doing some research on, uh, you know, Deuteronomy 11 in those verses, One thing that was said was your hands are always in view. You can't, you can't avoid the sight of them. So they want you to tie what you, you know, what you're receiving, what you're getting onto your hands. It, it shows a sign of they're always in front of me. They're always in my sight. So to tie them around your hands, what what scripture, what God has given to them will be always in sight, will always be in the view of what they're doing. And then if you go to um, the next line, it says to wear them on the forehead as reminders. And I thought, what in the world? How can you wear (laughs) something on your forehead? Well, when I started researching what that verse meant, it said back in Bible times, um, 
they would take scriptures and cut them on little pieces of leather, like um, not just anybody. It had to be like, you know, a rabbi or somebody high up in the Jewish custom, but they would take these little strips of leather and put a verse, you know, scripture and stuff on it, and they would tie them to their forehead, and it would be a symbol of one, it was in your sight, and two, that um, that it showed that you were um, uh, constantly praying, that it showed that you were like, these scriptures were in front of your face, and it was something that you were constantly, that you were continually, that you were always praying about. And so it it's something that we need to realize, you know, now in 2019, that, you know, when I was reading that, I thought, wow, you know, there's so much to deal with in your head and your brain. And um, I... <laughs> I just started reading even further about parts of your brain. And I found this really interesting because the prefrontal cortex that's right there behind your forehead, it's where you make decisions and an action on a thought. So it handles, this is really cool, it handles your behavior. So I got this little part from, um, I was Scientifically, I was reading a little bit deeper into the parts of the brain in your 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 frontal cortex, but it says that your frontal lobe is the part of the brain that is last to reach maturity. Reasoning and moral judgment is carried out by the frontal lobe. Every human mind is as unique as a fingerprint. Every thought is uniquely p- processed in each different human brain. The thought comes into the frontal lobe and then goes through the unique process of order and duration in the different parts of the brain. The frontal lobe determines how to interpret the thought according to training the frontal lobe has been taught. The thought goes around through the brain and is bound by the frontal lobe into what it believes the thought it may be. So when it talks about the in that verse the forehead or it says um the how did they what did they say besides forehead it was like in another the frontlet or something I think it's like in the King James version so if you if you touch your forehead that hard piece behind it that is just whatever, I don't know, it's like an inch or two beyond your fingertips is your prefrontal cortex that I just read. And that's what it says there in the verse where God told us to keep his word. So keeping his word there keeps us from processing, you know, worldly thoughts, uh, bad desires, uh, events, from acting on it. If we keep God's word in our frontal cortex then we will be less likely to be disobedient, to sin, to do things that the enemy is whispering on our shoulder about. So things like that, if you take time to look up what something means in a verse, because if you just read that to your kids, tie them around your hands, write them on your forehead, you know, I know for my kids at their age, they would think literal. Like literally, I'm going to take a Sharpie marker and write something on my forehead and I'm going to take a string and tie my hands. 
But just by looking that part up, I can sit here and explain that, you know, an old Jewish custom was they would take scripture and actually tie it around their head with leather pieces hanging down. So it was in plain sight of their eyes. It was a reminder to pray daily something you know it's something we do now we take scriptures we put them on our refrigerator we put them on the mirror in our bathroom to say confessions it's just like that put the word of god in plain view for you and for your children if there's verses you want them to constantly read or confess or you know we have a confession with our kids that we say every night put it in front of them write it out type it out Put it, you know, by their desk. Put it on their mirror in their bathroom. Put it in plain view, in plain sight for them to get into their spirit man. Put it there. Okay? So we move on to verse 19. Teach them to your children. It's a straight up command for us as parents to teach the word of God to teach how to be obedient to your children. It couldn't be any more plain than that sentence right there. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, and when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. So just like I said at the beginning of this podcast, talk to them about the Word of God at all times. Make, you know, make different situations in life a a learning story, a learning example, or, you know, just, just anything. You could take one verse a day from Proverbs and just teach the importance of it. Teach them what wisdom means. Teach them the benefits of wisdom. Teach them, um, I mean, you can be around people that make some of the dumbest mistakes. It happens to me more and more, and anyone I'm around knows I'll get in the car or get somewhere, and I'm like, uh, this person just said this to me. Teach your kids to be smart. Teach your kids full of wisdom and knowledge. Don't let them be like these other teenagers that I encounter at stores and fast food restaurants and it's like I don't even know how they got hired side note another venting rant (laughs) but teach them you know it doesn't have to be this massive you know miracle word which is the ministry uh that my husband and I do is starting a Bible reading challenge if any of you that's listening receive our quarterly magazine if you don't You can find that at miracleword.com and sign up for it. But we have a quarterly magazine that goes out and we decided to start on November 1st, Miracle Word Kids. So we're getting ready to have a ton of stuff for your kids, videos, um, merchandise, a whole bunch of stuff. But my daughter at nine uh, reads the word of God and uh, she is starting a Bible reading challenge four kids and so you can find that out more on our website uh, miracleword.com or you know you if you locate me at nonstop mom or on instagram carolyn shuttlesworth i'm happy to point you in the right direction but she's starting a bible reading challenge for kids because it's important to get the word of god in your thoughts and in your mind but if it's something that seems too long for the age that you're doing do it with them 
read to them and then talk about what the word of God is. Ask me if they have any questions. I'll do that with Madeline. I'll be like, okay, you read this chapter in Psalms. Do you have any questions? I know they can kind of talk a little funny. The words are a little different than how we speak. Let me know what, you know, and she'll say, well, what does this mean? What, well, what does this line mean? Or what does this sentence mean? And we get a chance to talk about the revelation of the word of God together. So it says, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. At all times, you don't have to be in a special setting. You don't have to have worship music playing in the background to talk about the Word of God. You don't have to be just going to church. You don't, you know, do it on a daily basis. Get it ingrained in them. Um, Verse 20, write them on the doorpost of your house and your gates. So I looked that up. I was like, what does it mean? I understand that the, the blood of Jesus they put on, you know, back you know, during the Israelites, they put it on the doorpost, the blood of Jesus, it it made the death angel pass over. But what else is the importance of it? And so I was looking up uh, different things in regards to Jewish customs, because that's what it had to do with. And they had a thing called, um, I, I hope I'm not botching it too much, but it's called the mezuzah. And if you've ever seen this, it's a little like rectangle box that would be put out on the doorpost of of their home. It was a rectangular box box that attached to the outer doorpost, and and it was thin. It wasn't you know it was, wasn't huge rectangles. A thin rectangle box, but inside of it were scriptures. Inside of it was the word of God. It had scriptures in it saying, you know, this home, we obey the word. We, this is the word, you know, because, you know, they're under the law then, but this is the word of God. This is what we're standing on. This is, you know, scriptures for our home. And it would contain writing and they would say, you would know what kind of home this is and what they believe. And so that's exactly what we need to do in 2019 and the modern day. We might not have a box with scriptures on the front of it, but we are the box. Okay, get that. We are the box that needs to be filled with scriptures. We are the box that needs to be filled with declarations. We are the box that needs to get the word of God and know. People, when people come to my house, they know my love for Jesus. They know what I believe. And it's not because they come in and I start like pounding them with the word of God. It's also by my actions, by my love for the word, by how I treat my husband, the peace in my home, how the relationship between my kids and I, am I generous? Am I giving? Am I walking in the fruits of the spirit? you know, be that box, be that box that they, that the Jews put on their doorpost, be that box where it's full of scripture, where it's not just something you do, but it's also your actions. Be that box for your children. Make sure you're teaching them the word of God and writing them on the doorpost of your house and your gates. So as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children, you and your children, 
may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. You know, people ask about, you know, how do I get my child to read the Bible? Okay, jump in on this reading challenge that my daughter's doing. But with that set aside, pay them. Give them, give them encouragement money to read the Bible. Why is it we will bless our kids for doing everything else? Well, we make a chore list and we'll pay them at the end of the week to take the garbage out, to do the dishwasher, to fold the laundry, to keep their room clean. You know, we'll give them a couple bucks here and there and pay them to do this. We'll pay them to mow the yard. We'll, you know, pay them to wash our car. We'll pay them to do all these extra things. And then, you know, there's rewards for school for reading books. I used to be, you know, when I was little, I don't even know if it's around anymore, but this will show my age, book it with Pizza Hut. If I read a certain amount of books, I got a reward. I got a star on my pin. And if I got, I don't know, maybe five stars. I can't remember the exact number. But if I got a certain amount of stars, what would I get? I would get a free pan pizza. My parents would take me out to go get pizza. I got rewarded for reading. Do the same for the word of God. I mean, after all, the word of God teaches us about being blessed financially, not just with, you know, spiritual blessings, not just with, you know, uh, being happy. No, the word of God boldly declares and teaches us that by operating in obedience, you will be blessed with money, the green stuff, the stuff, the paper, the stuff you can feel. (laughs) So you will be blessed So start them out now understanding the message of being blessed with physical money, with stuff you can feel, not just with, you know, a pat on the back. So I encourage you, you want your kids to read the Bible, get them in it. You know, um, anyone who knows my cousin Jonathan Shuttlesworth, his parents told him once he could read the Bible, if he read through the Bible every year till he was 16, they would buy him a car, him and his sister. Well, look the good it did for him. So don't ever think I'm bribing my kids, you know, they should have a love. No, listen, even on days for us as adults, sometimes it's hard to be like, okay, I'm going to start this verse or I'm going to start this. You know, nothing's wrong with motivating your kids and getting them started. So you want your kids to read the word of God? I suggest tell them, listen, you read Monday through Friday, even start the Bible reading challenge if you don't know what to do. The Bible reading challenge that my daughter is starting for kids is um, three chapters in the New Testament. We're starting with John, so we can lead into other uh, books of the Bible. But I think we end up ending in 2 Corinthians after the 30 days. But Start with three chapters in the New Testament, one chapter in Psalms, and one chapter in Proverbs. And that's it. That's what we're doing. You know, and if your kid's even younger than that, maybe split it down. Do one chapter in the New Testament, one in Psalms, one in Proverbs, you know, depending on their age and their reading level, or you read it to them and you go over it. But we need to get the word of God into our children. I did a podcast uh, several months ago on understanding the fear of God. Because God's not scary, but when you understand 
the love you have and it it actually gives you an honor a reverence for god by understanding the fear of god you know that that word's not bad there it it gives you an honor for the things of god that you will be obedient my kids understand what it means to receive the blessings of God. They have a love for him. They see the evidence in the life of their parents. They see the evidence in the life of the people around them, the miracles that they see. So that will cause your children to stay away from sin. That will cause your children to stay pure. That will cause your children to stay pure. So this verse You know, it just came to me, but if you go to Psalms 119 and verse 9, it's so perfect. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying the word. There are so many benefits to understanding the word of God and obedience. So the next time you have to teach your child in in a moment where either you had to had to spank or discipline or you just want to teach them and and get in their spirit man the the benefits of obeying the word of god it just goes to show you your children will stay pure your children will be blessed your children will prosper in all that they put their hand to including uh finances not just you know prospering in other areas of their life. They w- it's so beneficial to understand what it means to be obedient, to understand what we get for being obedient. And teach your kids at a young age for uh, being obedient. You know, even though God gave me this nonstop mom ministry, and as much as I love it and it's growing I mean, it's growing leaps and bounds. I haven't even been doing it for a year and I've got over 1,400 women in the um, Facebook group and just new things and new ideas that I'm starting to come out with and, and, and implement in my time and with these podcasts. If I fail, like if I pour all my time into this and I fail to teach my kids this stuff along the way and do it with me, then I've, I'm, I'm, I'm living in disobedience because my, my first command was to raise my kids in the things of God, to teach them. And everything else will fall to the wayside. This being a mom and teaching my kids the word of God so they won't be, you know, our kids don't have to be prodigal children. If you're listening to this and you're a, a Christian that, you know, grew up in a Christian home but got away from it and now you're back, praise God. Thank you, Lord, that you're back. Thank you for his mercies are new every day. Thank you that for his forgiveness. Thank you that you came back. But we can realize that we don't have to go away from the Lord. We don't have to make you know, these kids, our kid children don't have to make the same mistakes that we did. They don't have to be prodigal children. We can get the word of God in them now, get a love for them now, get a hunger for them to do. You know, if I stopped giving Maddie money, because there's times at the end of the week where either I just haven't gone to get the cash yet or given it to him, she doesn't hound me anymore. She doesn't say, Where's my money, mom? I read my Bible. 
she literally just gets up now every morning. Because at first, it was a requirement. It was, you're not getting your iPad until you read the Bible. You're not doing these other things until you read the Bible. And and that's it. The Bible comes first. And yes, I had to force her at first and get her in the routine, get her in the love for it, get her into the realization of why it's so important. Listen, Madeline, listen, Brooklyn, listen, Teddy. These things are required. And look what the Bible says. If we do this, we're going to reap this. And as they see that in their own life, and they've experienced the goodness of God, they now have a hunger and desire for it. But there are times where morning time is busy and we're getting ready to start school. And if I sit down to start a lesson, the girls are like, wait, mom, wait. Either we didn't do devotions or they'll say, wait, we need to pray. We didn't pray for our day yet. You know, it's now not just me reminding them anymore. It's them reminding me. And that's exactly how it should be a team effort here that we are doing this together. We are growing together. Our family is, I'm not going to take off in the ministry with Ted and increase Miracle Word Ministries and increase nonstop you know, mom, and leave my kids to the wayside. They are my most important thing. Everything else will get on the back burner before I let my kids go to hell, before I let my kids be a lukewarm Christian, before I let my kids have no understanding of the word of God. Everything else, I promise you, everything else will go on the back burner if, if that was to happen, but it's not, because I'm gonna include my kids in everything, I'm daily gonna teach them, I'm daily gonna take time to show them the word of God, I'm going to explain things to them, I'm gonna pray with them. You know, that was one of our things this year, is teaching my kids to pray. It's like, great, you know how to pray for the food, but can you pray over your mind? Can you pray over your schoolwork? Can you pray over the things of God? Can you pray over, you know, what we're doing today? Can you pray over your body if you're feeling bad? This is what we're going to practice. And sure, sometimes at, at first the prayers seem repetitive or they're saying the same thing, but you teach them. Well, let's include this, Madeline. Let's include this, Brooklyn. Let's say this scripture. Let's say it this way. Just like when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, you have to teach them. It sounds weird at first, but you just show them. You've got to be that teacher. Take the time to show them why it's obedient, why we obey the word. And I'm telling you, if you teach them this, like I have a very hard, stubborn three-year-old, very hard, but I'll never give up on him and I'll teach him the word right along with spanking his behind. But if you keep teaching them and not just spanking and sending them on their way, but showing them what it means to be honoring, showing them what it means to be obedient, their attitudes will change. It's true. They will be an easier kid to be around. They'll be an easier kid to instruct. They'll be, they'll be obedient and they'll see, all right, I've got to put down this flesh. I've got to put this down and be obedient because it shows if I honor my parents, this is my reward. If I'm obedient to the word, this is my reward. If I do what the Bible says in this area, this is my reward. 
We do everything for a reward. Even even adults, we do everything for a reward. So don't think, you know, uh, you shouldn't reward your kids and you're spoiling them. Just teach them not to be a brat, but spoil them. That's that's my thing. You know, I have good kids and they're constantly being rewarded from people. They're, they're just blessed because people, you know, are giving to them, I'm giving to them, their dad's always giving to them, their grandparents are always giving to them. And people will be like, well, aren't you? It's like, no, this is what I'm teaching them. They're applying what I'm teaching them and this is their reward. So I'm happy. I'm happy they're getting rewarded. I'm happy they're getting blessed because it shows that what I'm doing, all of the time I'm doing and giving and teaching to them has now become beneficial and I'm reaping it. How excited are we when we see our kids blessed and rejoiced? Nothing excites me more. When they get stuff from people or from their dad or, or me taking them out, it brings me great joy to do things for them. And that's what we need to do. Teach your kids a love for understanding the word of God and obedience to the word. You know, the Bible says we perish for the lack of knowledge. Don't let your kids perish. Don't let them shrivel up, their spirit man shrivel up. Don't let them fall to the wayside. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It just was in my spirit, just so passionate about kids and uh, parents doing this together and understanding what obedience is to the word of God and what the reward and benefits are. Thank you so much for hanging with me this week. I love you guys. Remember, if you were listening to this podcast or any podcast to make sure to share it, to make sure to get it out there so I can share it. I love you all so much. If you have any topics or questions, you can reach me at Nonstop Mom on Facebook or Carolyn Shuttlesworth on Instagram. Uh, make sure to follow me and see what things I'm doing out there. I'm trying to keep it fresh and do new things all the time, and I don't want you to miss out. Uh, make sure to be a part of the private group uh, because I love to bless you guys too. I put gift cards up there for you guys to get coffee, treats, you know, throughout the week, take your kids out. Um, we just a phenomenal nonstop mom party uh, where I just gave away stuff. I just want you guys to feel strengthened, to feel encouraged, to feel loved. Uh, So make sure you follow me, follow me on Instagram, uh, Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and I love you and I'll see you next week.